<laughs> I'm glad we were recording that. I feel like that was my best brawn that I've done lately. That was a good one. Yeah, it was a really good one to have, like, on record. <laughs> right? I'm glad. It wasn't the best one, though. Fucking, by the way, if you're listening to this, <laughs> it wasn't the best one I've done. But it was a pretty good one to have recorded. <laughs> Most people don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what if you watch wrestling? <laughs> Dude, I love the people that, like, know exactly. <laughs> and that's where we should leave <laughs> Hi, Matt. You're already, like, <laughs> laughing at me. What do you mean? <laughs> Hi, Ashley. <laughs> and hello, listeners. Matt and I have been smoking our way through the 1998 AFI list of the America's Greatest 100 film. Sorry. I'm you got like, it. You got it. Every time I look at you, I see you giggling at I know, me. I'm, I'm like, laughing, but I'm not laughing and at I'm you. I'm like, I'm fucking up no, so No, you're bad. doing such a good job. <laughs> I just can't stop laughing because I'm stoned. <laughs> We fucking watch movies while we're high, and they're really good movies. <laughs> uh, part of the 100 greatest, yeah. America would say. They are critically acclaimed. <laughs> Do you understand that we have watched 50 critically acclaimed films? Stoned Bonkers out of my, stoned. Stoned out of my ass. Like, what the hell? <laughs> We did it 50, dude. We made it to number fucking 50. Oh, my God. We made it halfway through the list. It only took seven years. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Nice job, dude. Nice job. We did it. We made it to 50. This is like a good stoner accomplishment. I feel like at the farthest we would have gone was like 32. You know? (laughs) Yeah, that's when we just call it quits. We're just like, we're not going to do this anymore. We don't want to do this. Hauntingly, I feel like around 32, like we only posted once every like seven months. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right? Right around there. For sure. Uh, But we made it to 50. We made it to like the halfway point in the list. We did it. I think I'm really, I feel kind of some sort of like satisfaction with myself because it's like, I can say I have seen... 50 of the, in quotes, greatest American films ever made. And I'm like, I was stoned as shit, but I watched every single one of them. All 50 of them, Every single one of them. I feel like I fell asleep during one of them, and I can't remember which one it was. I don't remember. But I've seen them all, and I'm going to see all 100. Yes, we are, baby. Yes, we are. It's exhausting, though. It truly is. is. It is. It's really hard to do this. (laughs) (laughs) This is like a really hard thing to do. I would not wish this upon (laughs) anyone else. Please don't think about doing this. Just listen to our podcast. Just listen to all the episodes. No, here, it's like if you want to get high and watch the ones you really want to check out or your favorites, cool. Don't start from number one. And and go go to number 50. And go all the way to number 50 because hot diggity dog... It's almost like I would rather have this list in a storytelling arc as well. Like, I want to, like, program this list. Like, programmers hand me this 100 films, and I have to plan a continuous marathon of them. Oh, that... Which order would you put in? Because, like, some of these, like, gaps in the list... I'm super fucking stoned right now, by the way. We have crossed Wedding Cake and Motor Breath. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big ones. Big, big. Like, Motor Breath, we stayed up until 6 in the morning just talking to each other for, like, 16 <laughs> hours straight one day. 
Uh, it was pretty bananas. It was one of the best days of my entire life. Um, <laughs> I highly recommend it. Yes. Yeah. Motor Breath was super fun. And that was a super fun time. Yeah. And Wedding Cake is just like good time Sally. You know what I mean? <laughs> For sure. So fun. I'm like, I feel like I am a preteen like a hyper preteen girl where I'm just like I can talk about stuff about anything and everything oh my gosh <laughs> like cute dogs love them <laughs> like, I just feel like I'm very hyper yeah I think this weed does transport me into like the 2000s where I'm also like 10 years old yes. again you know this is a good time travel combination oh I love a time traveling experience yeah we're going to watch some Y2K stuff after this. I got caught in mouth like a motherfucker right now. Drink some water, dude. It doesn't help. I feel like I put it's, water in my mouth and then it, it gets drier. <laughs> it's like I'm in hell. You know yeah, that yeah. one? Yeah. Or you, if you put it in a gob. Oh my gosh, the goblet. Remember Dumbledore? Oh, Harry Potter canceled. <laughs> Sorry. There's so just much. Just a whole thing there's just so, happened next Guys, there's here. so much to think about now. Oof. Wow. Oof. 2020, yeah. what a year. <laughs> What a fucking year. What a year to decide to do this list. This is going to be like our time capsule for like, holy shit, 2020 was fucking crazy. Like, this is our time capsule of that because uh, what a time to decide to do this experiment. But also, like, (laughs) what a time. Like, how I was, I was, this is a tangent. We went on so many tangents. But we get to these pockets in the list that are very specific. Like, they kind of repeat themes. Yes. There's a bunch from the same year. Yes. And then it goes out of nowhere all over the place. And I feel like we've been in a pocket for a while where it's all, like... It's a very masculine part of the list. Very 60s, 70s heavy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, have we even said number 50's Butch Cassidy and the Suntance yes. Kid? Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid from 1969. So again, 69, baby. 69. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm the worst in this. We've been watching so many 2000s movies. Yes. Like late 90s, early 2000s, just like, Haha, yeah, teen movies. And like. We watched Snow Day. Fuck yeah. We the did. other day. And I had never seen it before, and it was amazing. <laughs> it's pretty fun. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I. I Adore. really had a good time. I really, really had a good time with Snow Day. We watched, uh, what's that one? Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, the quintessential. Creme de la creme, baby. The late 90s movie. Hoop, there it is. And then the same director team on Josie and the Pussycats. Oh my gosh. If you have not seen Josie and the Pussycats, I grew up with this movie and like I introduced Matt to it like a yeah. couple years also ago. Also had never seen that before. And like it is such a wild, wacky, weird movie and it was ahead of its time. It truly was. Movie's genius and it's wonderful and this was the second time I had seen it now. The most hilarious. And I just love it. Most hilarious like Parker Posey fucking performance and yes. Alan Cummings. Yeah. Like I love both of them in it. And then we had to, we looked at Parky, Parky Posey. I kept calling her Parky Posey. Um, <laughs> we looked at her and we were like, oh, well, we clearly have to watch Blade Trinity next. And we did. And we did. And we did. We watched Blade Trinity. <laughs> and just for all you haters out there, I've seen Blade Trinity probably more than any other Blade film. Because yes. it's baller. <laughs> because you got Dominic Purcell as Dracula. Jesus, it's such which a is, trash fire. Which is just fucking hilarious. And you got Ryan Reynolds just doing the Deadpool Running thing. his fucking <laughs> mouth. 
<laughs> every time he's on screen, just running his mouth, and I'm eating it up with a fucking spoon. Uh, <laughs> Jessica Biel, just being Jessica Biel, just like. And then we watched Texas. We also watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2003. So do you guys see a, pa- a pattern of how we watch movies? So the fact that we're watching shit like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is hilarious. It's insane. Now we have to watch another fucking Robert Redford movie. <laughs> Let's find a weird one. (laughs) I'm sure there's plenty. Because when I was on his Wikipedia earlier, they like awarded him like the crown of king of indie film or something like crazy. So I'm like, I'm sure there's a lot of weird shit in there. Yeah. Uh, Also probably because he runs Sundance, Sundance, which until like today... I never made the connection yes. <laughs> that the Sundance Film Festival, Robert Redford's Film Festival, is named after his character, the Sundance Kid, Sundance, in this film until today. <laughs> I think it's only embarrassing that you knew it was ran by Robert Redford because, like, Sundance, I've just only known a Sundance. I didn't know he was in it. And also, I didn't know Robert Redford was in this movie. I didn't know who was in this movie. I just... Oh, sorry, I got gurgles from all the yummy things I've been tearing up my body with lately. (laughs) If you haven't heard, quarantine's still happening, and the stress eating is absurd. (laughs) We are, yeah, because we're almost on, like, day 100 of being inside. Yeah. And all we want is comfort. And I think that's why we're watching the movies (laughs) we're watching. When you say it like that, it, like, implies that we have not left at all. No, but, like, we've been isolating in that we haven't, like, hung out with friends, we haven't gone to the beach, you know, like, we go to the store, we go do our laundry, and we come home. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, pretty... Pretty standard operating procedure. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Uh, for 100 days. And yeah, we need comfort. So garbage. Yes. Movies, music, food. Yes. Comfort. Gifts yes. to me. And my, bo- <laughs> my body has hated it so much that I this week I did do very well. But it's the weekend. And we've had some pizza. <laughs> I had lots of pizza. And there's something about me. Peace is not really my friend. <laughs> um, like red tomato based sauces that really hurt my tummy. And sometimes the urge for pizza is so strong that you just throw all caution to the wind. <laughs> I feel like it's like lactose people and you're lactose sensitive. So yeah, I have a dairy allergy. So pizza is not very good for either of us. <laughs> I have a dairy allergy and I wanted a cheese pizza. <laughs> I am not what you'd call lactose intolerant. I am more just lactose irritated (laughs) and a pizza can do some damage to an irritated person (laughs) would you say that you uh, have been irritated ever since that pizza i've been irritated for the past like probably 20 days of these last 100 days yeah for sure you kidding me there's something about just like (laughs) being home and sad and eating (laughs) yeah god even am i eating that like gross of stuff just like dude i make dinner every single night yeah exactly we have great dinners and stuff so it's not like we're just like eating garbage all day or anything like that but man yeah it's just like it's like nothing tastes good anymore you don't want to make anything (laughs) you know what i mean yeah like by 100 days in you're just like ah (laughs) i literally just almost opted for not eating it all right day right right (laughs) 
<laughs> right. Which so, is also like the opposite end of bad for you. Like, yeah, it's don't eat a bunch a, of comfort food and uh, maybe don't go a day where you don't eat. <laughs> yeah, it's triggering like a lot of like uh, eating disorder like <laughs> issues oh. happening. Oh, because what are we to do? <laughs> yeah, I feel crazy basically. But to make things better, I just fucking get a little stoned. And watch Butch Cassidy and the Sundance, and the Sundance Kid. Kid. Were we talking about Sundance like a million years ago? Before yeah, we, we were on? talking about that. It was like, I didn't know. Oh, did we finish the thought kind of? Or did we? We finished the thought. Oh, word, 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 word. Dude, but your point made me think of like, I guess our history with the movie. Because like, like I just said, I didn't know that Paul Newman or Robert Redford were in Butch Cassidy. I just knew the name and I just thought it was like a Western Period. Like, that's all I knew about it. Yeah, I had also never seen this film. Mm. And I think I just knew more about it because my dad liked this movie a lot. Sure. But I don't think I ever saw him watching it. I think I only ever just heard him talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I have, like, vague things I remember him saying about the movie, that he, what he liked about the movie. Yeah. But I've never seen it before at all. So, like, I really had nothing to base on. So I, I only knew that those guys were in it. I kind of knew it was a crime western. That was about it. Yeah, you told me, you were like, oh, it's a bank robbery thing. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. And But it is like totally like that out west kind of style. Right, it's, it's both. Like it's a crime kind of gangster kind of thing. Yeah. And a western for sure because it's all super western-y. Yeah, it's just like, there's something about like the 60s. <laughs> the 60s made some like trippy fucking shit. Like all the movies are just kind of weird. <laughs> With, like, the music choices and, like, I don't know. They were just doing some wild shit. Yeah, we had several examples. Like, we were shooting off, like, The Graduate, Midnight Cowboy. This one has uh, Raindrops. Keep raindrops on. keep on. Uh, yeah, or whatever. I uh, had no idea. I love that this list is basically, like, me uncovering that a bunch of fucking songs are linked to movies. Yeah, like because I didn't know a lot of them. Particularly though, in the '60s, these are happening because those examples are all that. Yeah. So it's a, it's a weird thing, and I just think it was just like a time in Hollywood, and probably just like a trend. But whatever, yeah. like it's a weird thing that that exists. That all these kind of original, huge pop songs kind of came from these seminal movies. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. There's a weird attitude in the '60s. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, you talk, you said it when we were talking about this. When we were watching it, you were like, they have like the hijinks mm-hmm. of like the 30s movies and sort of the some of the innocence plus sex. And I was like, and, and violence. I find violence. Yeah. And like, so it's, it's just like, that's kind of what those 60s movies are. They're still holding on to a lot of those old movie ideas. Yeah. When movies were like thwarting censorship. But now they didn't have the censorship. But they're still kind of making them... The same way as those old ones. I feel like the passions of the character, the passions of the characters in the, the movie. Oh, get the fuck out of here! I'm just oh kidding. my gosh, wishy over here. Um, no, I was gonna say like the like yeah, the attitude, the fucking air of it is everyone is kind of just like numb mm-hmm. to everything around them because like. <laughs> Everything they say is like a dig on each other or, you know, no one speaks in confidence or... Yeah, it's kind of defeated. Yeah. It's a little bit... It's about these... It's about the bank robbers that 
or these bank robbers that feel left behind or whatever, sort of, and they have to steal their way to sort mm-hmm. of making it. Uh, which I feel like was resonating in the 60s with people's Vietnam unrest yeah. and things like that, feeling pretty defeated. And I just feel like all those, those things are connected in this yeah. movie. Literally, like, <laughs> the woman in the film, um, what is it? Eddie? Yeah, Eddie. Edda. 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 Edda in the movie, who is the Stepford Wives girl. I love her so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but Edda, she, like, said that she's, like, 26 years old. She's a school teacher, and, like, life is just, like, stupid. And she's, like, I'm down to just leave it because the thrill of anything, whether it be scary or hard or whatever, is better than just, like, Nothing, nothing right. which life was and i'm like how depressing mm-hmm. 60 shit is always so depressing yeah <laughs> yeah and i think uh yeah i just i think that's born out of that vietnam era attitude everybody felt pretty mm-hmm. pretty defeated around then so i think yeah i think that's why these movies resonate and i i already can say i think that's why this movie is on the list for sure. Yeah, they love, like, post-war kind of commentary. Mm-hmm. and Or just, like, I don't know, like, images of what life kind of felt like at the time through a story. I do want to, like, bring up my one kind of, like, thing here. Well, it's kind of multiple notes on here. But uh, my relationship with Robert Redford... <laughs> Like my, I don't, I have not seen a ton of Robert Redford movies, Mm -hmm. but my entire life I knew who he was. I Mm -hmm. knew what he looked like and I knew that he was like a big actor, but like I didn't really pay attention. So I like always knew who he was. I know he's in, like he's in movies now and shit. Um, But like when I, (laughs) I didn't know he (laughs) runs Sundance because I just like, or started whatever. He wasn't on my full radar, but I was aware of him. Mm. And so like, but my entire life, we have a dessert in my family called the Robert Redford cake, which I did look up a little bit ago because I was like, I've never asked. I thought my mom told me that like, it was just a dessert that I think they named like whatever handsome dude. She couldn't remember, but Mm -hmm. she's like, I don't know. We just always called it the Robert Redford cake. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, (laughs) and so I looked it up and I guess it's just called like a better than, or almost better than Robert Redford cake or Mm. something. And I'm like, ew, pervy women (laughs) at the time. That's hilarious. But I was never like big into that dessert, but now like I really want to, I wish I would have made it for this occasion, but I didn't know Robert Redford was in this. So That's if, hilarious. So as soon as Robert Redford is on, is in like a movie again, you're gonna make a Robert. I Redford will make cake. a Robert Redford cake. Okay. What is it? Can you tell the listeners yeah. now what a Robert? It's Redford really cake simple. Is? It's like you make. It's a layered kind of cold dessert. Yeah. Um. You bake a crust of just like I think it's pecans and butter, honestly. And you bake it so that's like a hardened nutty crust. And then you whip together um, like cream cheese and sugar, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I don't love cream cheese stuff. So like it's pretty sweet, but you like cream cheese. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you'll probably love this. <laughs> um, 
And then that's a layer. I think it's with something else. Oh, and Cool... Wait, Cool Whip? No. Oh, I've already forgotten. I think you mix Cool Whip and cream cheese and sugar together. And then the one layer is vanilla pudding and chocolate pudding mixed together. Mm-hmm. And then you top it with Cool Whip. Mm. So it's like a just a layered dessert. I'll eat it. I'll pick it up. <laughs> I'll, I'll hang with it. I'll hang with it on a rabbit red fruit episode. Yeah. And I haven't had it probably since I was a teenager because like I was never really big on it. But now... You're curious about it. I could fuck it up. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I just think it's silly that there's just like a cape... A, like a dessert after him yeah and that's your connection to him yeah like, I don't know. and then i guess i can just jump into it too i was so determined i was like i made the joke when we were watching it that like i i've never seen robert redford in anything like anything and so i went to his imdb to look through all the films that i had seen him in I have seen him in this. This was the earliest film I saw him. And then I guess he, I guess, which means I don't remember him. He was in Captain America, one of them. Oh, yes. And he was in Avengers. Yes. So like he was in those movies and I guess I have technically seen him. But other than those three films, I have not seen (laughs) a single Robert Redford. That's fucking hilarious. But I've always known who he is. That's fucking hilarious. (laughs) I know he has a boat movie that came out. I've seen that boat movie. Yeah, exactly. It's a shitty fucking movie, too. But isn't it funny how, like, I've never seen him in action? That's hilarious. And so I saw arguably one of his greatest, like, this is the one. Yeah. He's the Sundance kid. Yeah. That's hilarious. You know, and also, so we've been talking about, like... Robert Redford's accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Paul Newman. Newman. Don't worry, uh, I'm not going to ignore Newman. <laughs> I just want to take like a side to talk about Newman's own. Yes. Because I'm not so big on the pasta sauce. <laughs> I've tried it. I've tried it a few times. I've tried a bunch of different flavors. It's not my favorite. But the salad dressing is out of this world. Yeah. Like Newman's own salad dressing is the bomb. <laughs> I have a note in my notes about Mr. Paul Newman's uh, food ventures. Okay. I said that I don't know much about Paul Newman, to be honest. Yes. But he makes delicious pineapple salsa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we did talk about that. <laughs> Legitimately, it is delicious, and it's currently in my fridge, <laughs> which I forgot about until I was cleaning out the fridge, and I was like... Newman's own pineapple salsa. It's fucking delicious. I can't stand it, but it's like a flavor thing that I don't like. <laughs> you, I don't get like it. you don't like the sweet with the tomatoes. Right, so. right. I get people like it. Oh, it's so good. I it's not my thing. I don't like chunky salsa, but with that, I'm ch- I'm you scooping. want the chunks? Of it. <laughs> I am scooping shit out of there. I'm like, give me the chunks. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. That's so funny to me. <laughs> and Paul Newman is to thank. For, for that, that experience. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't really know. I, don't, I haven't seen anything else with Paul Newman, I don't think. Can you um, name anything I would know him from? Uh, well, I was going to say Cool Hand Luke. I have not seen that, but I know uh, it. Uh, that was, like, one that I saw in a class early on. Mm-hmm. 
I really liked that movie. So I I was I like Paul Newman. I sure. Seen, I really like that movie. Um, in Serendipity, it's John Cusack's favorite movie. Is it really? Yes. That's fucking hilarious. Yes. Oh, that is because we did semi. We also semi recently watched Serendipity. I got Matt to like watch with me because I used to love Serendipity. I am a big John Cusack. <laughs> <laughs> He's been doing some weird shit now, but like my heart still loves <laughs> John hey man. Cusack. Hey man. Serendipity. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we watched it semi recently. I enjoyed that movie. If I had seen it before. That one I had seen before. I don't like that movie. If you want a gentle whisper of a movie... <laughs> yeah, right? ...that has, like, a few humorous moments, Serendipity is for you. Scratches an itch, for sure. Yeah. If you want the apathetic, drugged-out gaze of fucking John Cusack with the awkward smile of fucking Kate Beckinsale, a wacky encounter with Eugene Levy, and a snarky asshole rant from Jeremy Piven... This is the film you've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my god. And a fucking like weird wi- woodwind uh like music video with John Corbett. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Corbett? Is that his name? J- yeah, you right? John Corbett? Corbett? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Um, you know, well, you sold me on it. I'll watch it again. <laughs> Someone needs to pay me. <laughs> they need to do market to do marketing for the film. Yeah, I'll watch Serendipity. it. Serendipity. Sold, dude. Let's watch it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> That's how I do that. Have you seen... And then Time in the... Or Love in the Time of Cholera is uh, the book he's looking for. <laughs> oh yeah, oh shit. Okay. I remember everything about... Serendipity? <laughs> I remember everything about Serendipity. Everything about... <laughs> Everything. I know you do. I bet you. I would love for someone to give me a pop quiz on serendipity at any point in my life. I Come mean, up to me and challenge me with a question, and I bet about I could, serendipity. Yes, has to be within the film. Within Something. the film, what happens in the film? I bet you'll get it. Yes, ten times out of ten, you will get it. <laughs> After this, I'm gonna get like all cozy on the couch. <laughs> I'm gonna look up like serendipity quizzes. <laughs> trivia. And play them and watch yourself get 100% Fuck every yeah. time. Oh my god. Thrilling. I love it. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, Molly Shannon's in it too. I love her. <laughs> well, Robert Redford's The Sting also, uh, which is also Robert Redford, but Paul Newman, isn't that? I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> the the Hustler, right? Yeah, the pool one. And then he's in the sequel with yeah. Tom Cruise, Color of Money. Have you seen Color of Money? No. Oh. Okay. I truly have not seen anything else. I think that Robert or Paul Newman Newman has been in. Oh wow, crazy! So like these two, I just missed, but I always knew who they were based on the grocery store and um, a dessert. (laughs) Fucking a, dude! Isn't that crazy? Fucking a! That's so fun. But like I knew they marketed yourself to your. To the finest ability, dude. Good They're job. like, hey, young people are going to know me, too. They're going to be like, hey, that actor has salsa. Right. <laughs> right. Great job, guys. <laughs> Everyone in the 60s and 70s was horny for fucking uh, R- Robert Redford, Redford because we eat him. Yeah. <laughs> like Jesus. Like a, like a religious ceremony. Hell yeah. The feasting of the Redford. Yes. <laughs> And I can't wait, because I'm sure he shows up on this list again. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he We does. gotta make it, And too. we have to do the Feasting of the Redford. <laughs> Live on the fucking podcast. <laughs> it's just gonna be... 
And <laughs> we're feasting on the record. <laughs> Gross. Oh. <laughs> uh, wowzers. That took a bunch of turns I wasn't expecting that to take. <laughs> That's our podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Honestly, I think you just gave ourselves, like, the best review we could ever get. <laughs> Wowzers. That took... <laughs> that took a lot of turns I wasn't expecting to take. I would say that is the description in our podcast. This is a good-looking movie. Yeah. I like just the way this looks. I like how it starts with the sepia tone, and then it becomes, like, color. Feels uh, like a western. I like the way it's lit. Mm-hmm. I like the way this movie shot. But it still feels like a big 60s movie. You're right. Exactly. It's like both. It's a western, but it's also like a 60s movie. Like, literally, it was like a Wild West movie. It was a um, John Wayne movie at first. And then as soon as he comes to town and then uh, does a role play with his lady friend uh, about him being a rough and tough guy coming in and raping her basically uh but they don't let you in on it for a while and i got nervous i was like <laughs> i can't do this right now this is gonna be so traumatic and then i was like oh thank god you're your friends <laughs> you're kissing cousins <laughs> oh my word but yeah that terrified me greatly but like in the shots like filming her it felt so 60s like when she let her hair down it looked like she had like 60s mod makeup on or right something. right like she was so glamorous i think with like the way yeah she looks they look they all look the, the three of them the three of the them the close-ups the way the three of them look the addition of like the burt Bacharach songs and raindrops mm. on my head like this is undeniably 60s and i feel like it's almost yeah. an intentional way where they're doing a a past story through the modern lens modern kind of lens, thing yeah uh i think that's exactly what this is and i think it's a really good example of it yeah no i do like that choice it's like odd for a while you're yeah. like this shit's weird and that's why i kept saying like the 60s is so weird but like i think it's a correct choice yeah, it's it, yeah. Exactly. I think it it told the story well, and it did it in its own voice. And I'm right. like, okay, yeah, I get it. It was consistent pretty much through and through. In yeah. like in like an undeniably entertaining way, like dude, I uh, I was looking up something, a random thing I also saw like when I was on the IMDb. I started looking through the trivia of this movie just for fun, and I guess that <laughs> they were trying. To sell the script, and one studio was like, "Yeah, we want it, but they're not gonna, they're not gonna flee to Bolivia, like they can't." And the guy was like, "Yeah, but like that's what really happened, like because it's a partially real story. It's just embellished." But they were like, no, Westerns, like, men don't flee. Men don't run away. And John Wayne never doesn't run away. Yes, yeah. and yeah. he literally did the quote of John Wayne doesn't run away. And I'm like, how, like, machismo. So it almost, like, I said that, like, we are in a pattern of, like, a lot of, like, masculine movies. They're, like, male-led movies, male-centric. But this one felt like it was almost, like... A, like a parody of masculinity in a way this it was kind of rolling its eyes at like masculinity the whole time the two dudes are almost like making jokes about emotion about and about what kind of rash decisions yes. they're gonna make like the uh, self-awareness 
This whole thing to me feels like a deconstruction. Which is de- what the 60s did a lot. Exactly. It was like a deconstruction Artsy. of a Western. It was a deconstruction of a crime movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a deconstruction of all these kind of movies. Yeah. And yeah, it, in, in doing so, it was a deconstruction on masculinity. And but that's hilarious that like that studio would say that and it's like it proves that people who are just stuck in like those old tropes and everything like you can't have them flee like you know that shows weakness it's like you're you're so one track minded Mm -hmm. whereas like the 60s then took they were able to make their movie with like a different kind of they were able to tell the story they wanted to tell right yeah no and i i i think the 60s were the time for that deconstruction to arrive what a fun like random quote that is associated with this movie yeah that is like the second time on this list about a western i feel like it was the same studio like probably yeah they were like no john wayne would never do this remember like i think there was another one of these i want to say it was a high noon or something where they were talking about like oh the woman she fucking saves the day basically yeah this is the i feel like they're both kind of anti-western westerns yeah because they're deconstructions of westerns but thus at the same time then they represent the genre of the western <laughs> it's truly like wow well, would you look at that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think this is a prime example of that yeah. uh but the the writer reminded me that I love. I think this has a super tight script. I love the script yeah. of this. I think it's a really well written movie. So it's I was like, sassy. What else has the writer done? And everybody who knows me, that knows this bit of trivia, just rolled their eyes until their head, their <laughs> like they popped yeah. in their head. But the writer, one of the the second to last thing he wrote or co wrote or whatever, was Dreamcatcher, two thousand and three's Stephen King's. Dreamcatcher, <laughs> baller. This this same the this writer of Butch Cassidy. I know. Like how crazy is that? <laughs> I think it makes complete sense because this film it's a story that is told from start to finish with like little bouts of laughter, and it makes some sense. And Dreamcatcher is exactly the same. <laughs> Dreamcatcher, the film is for sure a logical. Everything makes sense. Everything makes There's sense. There's some light moments. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I God. mean, that's Stephen King's. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. <laughs> he probably did the best he could to salvage it. <laughs> or he also took Quaaludes and <laughs> did a doctor of it. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh my God. And who's to say? Who's and who's to, to say? We'll never know. Those those moments were lost. <laughs> And the like fragile like minds the of like a fucking <laughs> hill addicts, yeah. <laughs> I do love that. Um, this is the weekend, and we went into the weekend going like, yeah, we should do the podcast. Like, we should record this weekend. Let's watch the movie. And uh, yesterday, Saturday, we had nothing to do. We were like, let's do the podcast all day. And then you know, like sometimes when you smoke weed and it's during like the apocalypse, it just kind of feels sad. <laughs> And I just didn't want to fucking sit and watch Butch Cassidy last night because I had never seen it before. And also, for the main reason that SmackDown was put on Hulu on the correct day. When it was supposed to be. When it was supposed to be. And I really wanted to watch SmackDown. (laughs) (laughs) Our level of dedication to wrestling has far 
like surpassed my imagination. Yeah, we watch every show. We are so hardcore in it. And we watch 205, and we watch Main Event, which are like these recap shows, but they got matches hidden within them. For people who don't watch wrestling, it's like Monday Night Raw, Yeah, and then Wednesday is NXT, and then fucking Friday is SmackDown. And then there's also smaller episodes of just like two fights, 205, Main Event, and then pay-per-views. All for $10 <laughs> a month with the WWE. They should really pay me to say that. <laughs> uh, I'll talk about the WWE app. They're, everything's on there. Are you kidding me? We can watch yeah. all the old matches and all the every single pay-per-view for $10 a month. We're robbing them blind. <laughs> well, don't tell them that. <laughs> Keep on going. Yeah, no, I think like my fever for wrestling is so crazy. And because like whoever is giving smackdown to hulu if you're listening to this fucking what is going on <laughs> why does it take an extra day because raw comes out on tuesday for us <laughs> and that's on hulu and then nxt comes out on thursday for us and that's on the wwe app and then um friday is smackdown so we're supposed to get it saturday but we've been getting it on sundays the last few weeks sometimes it's sunday at like 4 a.m and guess what when a pay-per-view is on sunday you need the storyline from the day before so then i gotta watch smackdown and the pre-show of the pay-per-view i'm already down i'm already watching three hours of wrestling before the three-hour pay-per-view starts i truly feel like we are like middle-aged in 2005 <laughs> because of like <laughs> our obsession with wrestling yes we're in it we are so i deep. even started watching aew just because i need a fix an extra I, fix i can't handle another faction right what? and also we're watching dark side of the ring on yes. viceland yes and fucking the um undertaker documentary yeah we are very in it yes and that's amazing to me. I never thought I would just be, like, so into wrestling. Yeah, me too. Especially, like, I was into it, like, 20 years ago. But I, like, left it. I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Like, yeah. I, like, literally was like, no, I don't, not for me. Like, yeah. I really, like, hard shunned it away from my <laughs> life. Like, so, like, coming back to it was, like, really, like, starting over for, for me. For sure. We're at the point where, like, we are <laughs> getting, like, super stoned on a Saturday night and then going to Spotify and quizzing each other on fucking wrestlers' entrance themes. And getting most of them and right. And getting almost all of them right. <laughs> even people we haven't even, like, seen fight. <laughs> right. Like... We know right. everything. Right. It's fun. I'm really enjoying this journey with you, and I will bring it up as much as I can. <laughs> I truly feel like a future podcast. Like, we just have to have <laughs> a wrestling podcast. Because yeah. I could talk about wrestling for so long. I think, yeah. I, I could always... I'll, I'll always talk about... I'll talk about wrestling like I talk yeah. about movies. I'll talk about it forever. <laughs> and I've only been watching it... April, May, June. I've only been watching it three months. Yeah. And I will talk to you incessantly about the three months that I've watched. 
Fuck yeah, I will. <laughs> Fuck your goddamn I'll tell off. you about Drew McIntyre and his championship reign. I will talk to you about Braun Strowman, whose entrance theme thing I referenced earlier in this episode. Oh, <laughs> it's a cookie. You found it. <laughs> See, if you listened into the end, you got the answer to that joke that was what in the beginning. What was your wrestler that Matt <laughs> Braun. <laughs> Um, so fucking but yeah funny. you know what i'm talking about like i'm in i'm in on these fucking dude we're in we're in wrestling right now like we're in this podcast 50 fucking episodes yeah our next episode is gonna be the high takes where we talk about the 50 yeah i think it's like a really good point um to just like take these 50 fucking episodes these 50 films and just talk about like this first chunk where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? What We're are halfway we doing? through the list. What do we think? How are we feeling? Right. How are things shaking out? Because, like, I have feelings about it. So tune in next week where we're going to talk in depth about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It'll be like a high takes, but on our own shit. Format. <laughs> yeah, it's super wild. Um, I honestly don't have much, like, more in terms of notes for this movie. This is one where I didn't talk a lot about the movie because, like, this one to me feels like one of those classics where you can have on and it's pretty straightforward, you know? Yeah, we just sat and watched this. We just sat and watched the whole thing. Yeah. Like, we just, we put it on and we sat and we <laughs> silently were stoned, had our dinner, and watched it. <laughs> And you know like, what? It was pretty relaxing. Yeah, it was a nice... It's a good Sunday night thing. Yeah. You know, we started it very early on in the night for us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's getting super late now. Yeah. <laughs> but we talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it was nice. It was just nice. Yeah, so thanks Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid for just being a thing I can have on my TV as I quietly turn my brain off from the hellfire that is outside. <laughs> yes. I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> I think we should move on down to Munchie Time. Dude, Munchie Time, again, I feel like we do this kind of a bunch. I feel like it's a weekly staple in our household right now. We yeah. make breakfast for dinner. Breakfast for dinner again tonight. It was delicious. Champions. Yep, it was so good. Some eggs, some bacon. You have been making me over easy eggs. Yeah, I don't like the egg yolks and like sometimes eggs just freak me out in general, but I just do a general scramble. And that's how I've always done it. And Matt, you sweet angel, were just like, would you be able to make me? <laughs> I used to I used to try to I like I like over easy eggs. I like like the runny part in the middle, but I like kind of all the rest cooked. Um yeah. and so I like over easy eggs. You I look tr- like you like cartoon style eggs. Eggs. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I truly do. Solid white, runny egg. Ru- yeah, the the yolk yeah. kind of like river. That well, I guess yolk that's river. more sunny side up. But yeah, you like a little bit of the fried underneath. Right. Yeah, I like everything else. Like, that's my favorite. I've always tried to make it, uh, and I've always sort of made a version of it. But it's basically like over hard. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I asked you. I said I always like that. Would you be down to make me? Yeah over easy eggs and because i am a fucking uh <laughs> person who just needs to please at home like i just want to make you happy i'm like i will perfect and you also like egg. cooking stuff oh, I, so like it was a cooking oh, challenge for you i saw i saw sure. it as like hey will you 
make this for me. Yeah. Yes, but also like, do you want to try doing this? Like, and I'll I'll be in your corner cheering you on the Absolutely. whole time. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's a safe thing to ask me all the time because like lately I've been just making random recipes. So like, this is the perfect time to ask me if I'll fucking look up a video on how to make the perfect fucking. Over easy. <laughs> I fucked them up today though. One of them broke, and well, I tried to do two at a time, and it didn't work. If they kind of formed together, yeah. And then when trying to flip two all the way open, the eggs, yolks were too close together. They like came together like best friends in yeah. a friendship pond, and, and it, it was, was really, really hard to flip them. Yeah, no, yeah. but but one of them was good. One of them was per- <laughs> one of them was still perfect, where it was like the rank and everything else was cooked. Yeah. The other one just burst and was cooked. <laughs> That's. More like what I was used to eating in college. <laughs> so now you get it 50-50. <laughs> so I'm really glad. Like, my, like, stoner time shout-out is to Over Easy Eggs, especially the way you, you've been making them because they've been really good. Um, so Over Easy Eggs is my shout-out. For sure. My shout-out for this week is Morningstar Farms brand. Um, I, I don't know a bunch of brands for, like, fake meat and stuff and i have been experimenting with a ton of them but like for a base level in the frozen section which makes it really easy because i don't love meat (laughs) having a chicken patty that doesn't frick frick me out frick me out (laughs) it doesn't like freak me out to an extreme degree because it's chicken Mm -hmm. um that's delightful and so morningstar farms products they make a plant-based chicken patty and it tastes just like a chicken patty from my childhood and it's delicious Special. so but, but for breakfast tonight they have like sausage patties which i never ate growing up but i will eat them now knowing it's not meat special like bump to that we're like yeah, yeah i'm also super into this morning star thing because like i've had morning star burgers before like in college and stuff because i always like to mix it, was it up. just a lot of like bean, bean burgers yeah black bean burgers mm-hmm. corn you They're know fine. and they were good and it was like a veggie burger but like that's always what morning star has been to me and it's like it's good but like you know come on uh, but they're doing some interesting what, shit over with there the fucking, like chicken patties and the breakfast things they've been doing and the chicken nuggets holy shit it takes yeah it, it, it's safe I've um every time well, I eat, it's not it's not fully safe. Like I'm sure, like it's probably also super fatty and like bad for you too. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like finding gross shit, like you, meat shit. But here's the thing, Matt. You never know. Well, yeah, you can find gross shit, but it's anything. not from an animal. But it exactly yeah. like I'm not gonna find some weird fucking like tendon that I'm gonna try to bite Ugh. into, and it's gonna freak me the fuck out. The worst I'm gonna find is a full piece of corn. <laughs> 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 literally <laughs> right but that's it's delicious but yeah they they make little sausage patties and that that's a cool shout out just that brand has been really lightening up uh some lunch times for us yeah i'm in I occasionally I'm because yeah like i i'm just getting older and i've never been a huge fan of meat and it's getting harder and harder to eat it i'm sorry i'll never go full vegan because i knew cheese so bad <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm. I've literally just been like freaked out by meat in a bad way oh lately. Like I've been like, I can't look at chicken. Like I'm freaked out by chicken a lot. Yeah, pork really freaks me out. Um, and then like beef is like, it's so either like greasy or like I'm yeah. like I'm gonna get it's E. coli from this. Yes. Like <laughs> we literally had to check this week if there was a fucking recall on the meat that we got, and I was like, okay, um, this burger doesn't taste like great. <laughs> yeah it's just always a gamble and like i'm too old to have gambles right now and 
I don't know. It's yeah. just... So bless you, Morningstar, for coming through in the clutch and giving yeah. us some yums. Oh, also just big shout out to Bread and Cheese. And Bread and Cheese has been fucking really getting yeah. me through as well. But that's pretty much my entire life. I just love Bread and Cheese. I love spaghetti too. I like like, <laughs> I like bread, cheese, and spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, I think that sums up Munchie Time. Yeah, I think so. I think they covered a lot of ground. Thanks, thanks for coming to Munchie Time with yeah, us. Yeah, dude. Do you know what you're going to rate this fucking movie? Uh, you know, we sat and watched this movie on a Sunday early evening when with it belongs. Dinner. Um, and it gave me kind of the perfect experience I needed it to. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give this five Sundance cakes out of five Sundance cakes. <laughs> That's what we're gonna call it. <laughs> Sundance cakes. Sundance cakes. Um, Sundance kid cakes. <laughs> you know, it's a well-made movie. It's it's super well directed. It's super well shot. It's really well acted. The script is good. The banter is good. The camaraderie is good. The chemistry between everybody is good. Just the all-around just pace of it. Like, everything works. So, like, for a Sunday early evening dinner time movie, perfecto. Five out of five. For sure. Um, yeah, I'm going to give this 4.5 pineapple salsas out of five. Mm, excellent. Because... Yeah, I think it's, like, pretty standard. Like I said earlier, it's, like, one of those classic films. This is more of the image that I feel like a lot of people have of classic older films. Like, you know, just, like, 60s films or whatever. They're like, this is the movie. It is pretty, like, cookie cutter. It, it, I mean, it's not cookie cutter. It did the thing. but It like, made the mold. It made the mold. But, like, again, like, it's just not my preference. Westerns, I do like. But, like, this one, I honestly feel like it lost its steam when they went to Bolivia. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting take on that. I bet a lot of people think that. I bet you... I bet you're onto something Which is crazy. I think they have really good segments in Bolivia. I really do. But the transition there is a little strange. Because, like, that fun transition of, like, them traveling is so, like, energetic. And it's right off of the first half of the story, I would say. And, like, they go and, like, that it shows photos of them and, like, you know, it's just, like, mm-hmm. a really cool kind of intermission style thing. And right pretty much in the halfway point, because it's when we paused it to yeah. make dinner. <laughs> For sure. Uh, it was right at the fucking, like, halfway point in the movie. So, yeah, it does shift yeah. movies at the Bolivia half. And then, so I think just, like, kind of once they get established there, it, it just lulls. For, like, a 20-minute, 30-minute period. And I was like, eh. The final shootout stuff is cool, but, like, yeah, I think it loses that half a thing because, like, it, it did lose me for a little bit. And uh, and it's, it is hard for Westerns to, like, really grasp me every time. And, like, this list has showed me that, like, I am more into Westerns than I thought I was. Did you like the ending? Oh, where it froze frame? Which like, is kind it, of the whole setup, like, the way they're kind of, like getting ready and then they kind of and then they go and then if you're like the whole sudden like the last five minutes of the movie i like i kind of am obsessed with the way they're shit talking each other when they know they're going to die die. yeah they're just still being them because i think they're two people who that's how that is how they express their emotion and i feel like a lot of movies would have their final moments be like hey man or like hey kid i always I always really looked up no, to you. But they are just still You got them. a bitch of a hand. Literally the whole time is like, you call that fucking running? Like, oh, you you can't hit shit. Like, they're just talking 
match it to each other when literally there are so many guns pointed on them. There's like an army There's outside. an army and like they know it and they both have been shot. Like yeah. he's been grazed by a bullet in his head, Robert Redford. And then I think that guy's uh, fucking Paul Newman's like bleeding out. Yeah, he was <laughs> shot arm. in the back. And his back. Yeah, his arm and his back. And I think... And Robert Redford had like one of his hip, hip or, or something. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they're gonna die. But it makes me laugh because I'm like, this is just who these people are. They That's how they express their emotion. And it them keeping in their, like, means of communication to each other almost speaks louder than them saying, like... I'm here with you. It's like a solidarity. It's like we're going to run in there and kick their asses because this is like, it's like another day. Yeah. They have to go in like with that mentality of like, this isn't our last conversation. Yeah. So I think I did like it. I kind of hate that it just froze frame because like I almost want to see them get shot. (laughs) Yeah. Because well, you see it in like Bonnie and Clyde, which is kind of a similar ending. Yes. Go out in a blaze of glory type thing. But you see it in Bonnie and Clyde. They do the freeze frame thing, but you see the the bullet holes or whatever all over them. Uh, This one stops before, but you just hear it. Dude, I think, like, a lot of people, like, Warren Beatty was, like, up for this movie at some point, I think, and, and they, like, were talking about how, like, they did that instead of this, and, yeah. like, um, and, uh, Marlon Brando was in consideration, Steve but... Steve McQueen, I saw. Yes, yes, so, too. but they all had been doing, uh, fucking, uh, Jack Lemon. Yeah, it was it? up for, one, yeah. For yeah. Sundance Kid, and I was just, like, that's really interesting that, like... There were so many big people who were still doing this because they all had done other projects that were similar. Right. And, like, that this was the one that took off. Right. Crazy. But, yeah, like, that last moment, like Bonnie and Clyde, it's gruesome. Right. I like a little bit of a gruesome edge. I love, yeah, I love the ending. But I think this, this I think this movie is so 60s in the way that it does a freeze frame. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. Like, I'm fucking... I'm all in on the ending yeah. of this movie. I, I thought it was so cool. <laughs> well, I love it. fuck, maybe. It's a five. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to keep it at 4.5. <laughs> um, yeah, but I just... Yeah, I wanted to know what your take kind of just was on the ending. Because I feel yeah, like it's like I a liked cool it. thing. I liked it. I think if anybody would be mad at the ending, it's probably because their their lack of, like... I don't know, like, camaraderie or whatever. Like, you know, they're their friendship or whatever because they're literally talking mad shit yeah to each other when he was like <laughs> the australia thing yeah i'm gonna tell you what it is uh he's like i know he, you secretly want to know so i'm gonna tell you what it is no he said it first he goes australia and he goes i know you wanted it now so i <laughs> and it's like they're just so shitty to each other but that's their way of communicating right and that's how it always is yeah and that's but that's which cast the inside that's kid also can i just say like props to that fucking woman Edda in the movie um, because she gets the emotional like relationship she needs through Butch Cassidy and the sexual relationship she needs through fucking Sundance Kid she has two bitches right and they're pretty much okay with it they're pretty much okay (laughs) with it but it's sad because you know that Butch longs for her and yeah. she longs for him. But, like, but they're all pretty much... And, like, Robert Redford knows it. But, like, they're yeah. all kind of okay with it. <laughs> Literally, when he comes back and they're, like, kind of kissing each other a little bit. But, like, it's not, like, a sexual... Super sexual. It's it, no, it's kisses. like a... 
it's like a sweet like closeness like kind of little kisses and stuff and you can tell they're comfortable with each other all of them right and so when he comes out and is like long johns and he's like what are you doing and then he just casually is like stealing your woman and he's like take her like (laughs) (laughs) like, it was really funny it's just so (laughs) shitty and she's always like god you're such a fucking dick but like she loves him yeah but then she even asks him like we probably would have gotten together. And he's like, yeah, but we're not going to talk about that. You know? Yeah, right. But we're not. So here we are. Yeah. But he's like, but I I think it's like just a thing like, hey, I love you and I'm going to take care of you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I really like this one. It's yeah, it's, it's got it all good. that I need. Great ending. Uh, good character If it work. didn't slow down in the middle for me, it would have been a five because I loved the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. It felt good. Yeah. Like a classic. This is a good one. But a 4.5 is still a fucking awesome score, so did a good job, I think. It truly is. Yeah. I think that sums up Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. We have finally gone... We have taken a step into the second half of this fucking list. Woo! <laughs> beginning, I feel like. Number 51 is... The Philadelphia Story. Wow. Who knows what's gonna happen? I can tell you now... Twists and turns. Spoiler alert for next week's episode... I have no fucking idea what the Philadelphia story is. I have no fucking idea what it is either, but I don't know why I have a weird haunting suspicion that fucking George Bailey's in it. What's his fucking name? Jimmy Stewart? Jimmy Stewart. I don't know. He might not be, I may be a fool, and all you film snobs are like, oh, this idiot doesn't know (laughs) film. And guess what? I'm educating myself. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? We're learning. So you, you little dumb bitch, can listen to next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> when then you will have seen and then know the Philadelphia story. And if he isn't it, ha. Huh? <laughs> and if he isn't, now you know. I don't know. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, definitely give us a follow on our Instagram at the AF High List. Oh, we do have a silly today. Oh, wonderful. Fuck yeah. I believe we got an email from Jackie. I haven't looked at it. Our friend Jackie from Jersey Ghouls. Ghouls. Girls. Sorry. Better than I stoned right now. Wait, we should. It's a YouTube link. We should maybe take a hit before this. So it's an email with a YouTube link and it says today's episode is brought to you by the letter dot 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 bong. Alright. So our brand is clear. <laughs> oh, I've seen this before. I think I've seen this too. This is <laughs> yes. old school internet. Oh my stuff. god, I haven't seen this in forever. I've never seen that stoned, and that's really funny to watch. Yeah, I saw it when I was, like, younger. It's it's over a decade old. I saw that when I was, like, 10 years old. (laughs) That is fucking hysterical. Um, I haven't seen that in so long. I honestly weirdly feel like I had the audio for that through a download on, like, fucking LimeWire. That's fucking hilarious. (laughs) Dude, I had a kid that I was friends with uh, in grade school... That had that whole skit memorized. Me too. And did I knew all the voices. It. I knew it. And did the whole skit at lunch like every day. Oh, that's lame. Well, like, oh no. like When like, it was prompted. When you're a 10 year old boy, you know, like you almost every day every and day. you want him to do it every day because he knows the whole thing. For uh, sure. <laughs> but yeah, for anyone who is looking for it, oh shit, maybe I should like look at the title of it. Ah! Hold on. Sesame Street. Sesame Street. 
it says Sensimia, but it's like Sesame Street. Just look up like today's the letter bong or something. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, hilarious. You should go watch it. I can't really share that on Instagram, <laughs> like in a video. Uh, maybe a pic. You could take a picture of the video. And I guess can, so. Yeah, re- I can. It'll show you remind the them to go watch it. Um, Jackie, that's a wonderful blast from the past, and that's so fucking funny and yeah. like. The tropes of being high just ring true. Like, yep. The Krimit. Did you just call <laughs> me Krimit? And he's like laughing. He's like, Krimit the frog here. <laughs> like, it's just so real and it's hilarious. So thank you so much for sending that in. I also did have another email this week, but I don't, I think it's junk because I feel like I've been seeing these. And the uh, the person who it's from is Susan with quotations around it. Mm. And it just says, and the, uh, the uh, subject line is, I have good news for you. Oh. And so... I, Susan has good news. I open it and there is nothing there. So I'm <laughs> Except assuming... Except the virus on your phone now. <laughs> most likely, yes. <laughs> Except and the virus also, you just opened. And also, I think that the news is maybe no, new, no good news. No news is good news. Yes, hopefully so. In, the, so in Susan's case. Susan thinks... For letting me know <laughs> that no news that no news is good news is good news oh i should have took a photo of it. i mean it just said no news is good news it wasn't even a fo- it was literally nothing a photo of nothing wow <laughs> ashley you're stoned out of your mind get out of here i'm going <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you guys can send us sillies or random things to check out memes um at af highlist at gmail.com and i think that's it right Follow us on the Facebook and Instagram. And, yeah, uh, dudes, like, be kind out there. Like, be helpful. And most of all, be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other. Please. Our, our fucking lords that are fucking Bill and Ted have said it, and they're coming to save us. Please. Be, be excellent, excellent to, to each, each other. other. And party on, motherfuckers. <laughs> party on. Until next time. We've been high. <laughs>